everybody. Welcome to um, Superhero with a Cane, podcast number seven. We uh, we took a uh, week off last week. Uh, it was clinical trial week, so I um, sp- spent many days at the hospital with uh, between MRIs, infusion, and cognitive tests, and PEG tests, and walking tests, and uh, it was just uh, an MS sucky week. That's it. Pretty much it. So um, today, uh, what I want to talk about is um, something that we we've all experienced is uh, other people's reactions, uh, other people's reactions to to us when we're diagnosed with MS, other people's reactions to us living with MS, and um, I'll start with um, something that recently happened. I'm I'm going to take you know how I I am now um I I ran into somebody I knew from a million years ago back in my 20s let's say um I probably had seen this person uh again you know maybe 15 years ago but anyway I I ran into somebody I was going into uh Dunkin Donuts and uh they were leaving and um uh, he looked at me, and I, I knew it was him, and he looked at me, and it took him a few seconds to realize it was me. I, um, you know, obviously I'm I'm older, I look different, but um, MS has, uh, you know, not done anything for me when it comes to how I walk. I look like, you know, everybody, it's like the, uh, the seas are parting when uh, I come walking, and everybody's running to open a door and because I've got my cane or my walker and um so this person saw me and uh he looked at me and it looked the the look on his face um was like he saw a ghost and uh I I I almost just kind of laughed because I'm like holy crap because he rubbed me back when I was younger in good shape and um up to no good and uh when he saw me, I, I I was a much different person than he um, he knew years ago. So, yeah, that's that's me. That's me now. I'm uh, you know people when people see me they they run into open doors and help me out, which is is you know awesome that people actually recognize that. Uh, a little scary when I think back about how I used to be, but um, so other people's reactions when we get MS, you know, people, uh, it's funny because a lot that I see on social media are people saying, um, you know, whether it's family or friends, given the old, you know, you don't look sick. Um, and that's a common theme is that you, you get, you know, there's underlying issues going on, whether it's cognitive or vision or who knows what, um, but you don't look sick. Uh, they're, they're issues, you know, nervous system issues, brain issues. Um, and with their, you know, snow, um, MS being the snowflake disease where, you know, everyone's issues are different. Um, you just never know what somebody's going through. But yeah, I never had anybody say to me, um, you know, you don't look sick, which is, is odd because I see that on social media all the time and I, I just never ran into it. So, um, I do want to back up to, you know, probably 
let's say, 11 years ago when I was um, experienced symptoms and, and was going through misdiagnosis and then finally did get diagnosed, um, it was a different experience. I mean, I, um, you know, I was not using a, a mobility aid. I did not have a, a cane or a walker at the time. I, um, you know, I was still working or trying to work. Uh, I was struggling, you know, I was in sales, uh, in the heat and air conditioning business for many years and, um, I was struggling and couldn't understand why, but I remember, um, I gotta look at my notes. I'm sorry. Um, I, I was having so many issues that I, uh, I left, I thought that leaving my employer would make sense. I thought that my issues, because I was told this by doctors, you know, the issues were all stress-related. I was working too much. I needed to uh, change a pace. So I thought that maybe leaving my my employer and going somewhere else was going to make sense. So I ended up working for this company um, that uh, I was going to run their, their whole division. I was very good at that. I'd done it in the past. I could set up uh, installation departments and salespeople and um, go run sales myself and train people. I was very good at that. And um, so I had this person invested in hiring me because I was going to come into his company and be the uh, savior, right? The guy with MS is going to be the savior. So at the time, I didn't know I had MS, but it was um, I was struggling. I was falling down and falling asleep. It's the first time I ended up in the, the hospital for a few days uh, just as I had gotten hired here. But then I, I, I bounced back and I was able to uh, work um, for, you know, almost a year. But I was I was struggling. I was falling down. I'm falling asleep. I, I'm just having a tough time. So when I officially got diagnosed with MS and I went into, um, I had to explain to the my employer what had happened. Uh, it was such a bizarre experience because you know he said all the right things um about you know we're gonna get through this take care of me and we'll work with you and he said all the right things but then he proceeded to uh dismantle everything that i put in place um he fired installers he fired installation managers he fired salespeople. um he did zero marketing or support for the department I built up um, and he wouldn't talk about it and then I, I guess that's you know as a business owner maybe you have to protect things um, but it was the complete he said he said one thing and did the other and uh, it was just a miserable experience for me um, he even cut my salary at one point um, Cut my salary and made it so that way, you know, the way that I made my living was going to be, you know, off of commissions and um, made it so that way, you know, I, I didn't have uh, anyone there to sell. I didn't have installation departments or salespeople. I didn't have anything to sell um, because he had cut uh, all these people out. So my, my avenue to make money for my family was going away. And um, as this was going away, my symptoms were creeping in. And um, I was getting worse and worse. You know, this is where I was falling a lot and uh, getting into accidents, car accidents, and 
Um, and I, I guess, you know, I, listen, I'll say it. The, the, I'm not going to say his name, but he, he was a complete jerk off douchebag. I, this guy was not a good guy and, um, he did not take care of me. Um, he made my life miserable. He made my life a living hell, made it so difficult for me to get through what I had to get through. Um, and many of you, you know, we're talking about other people's reactions. Many of you are trying to figure out, um, you got diagnosed with this disease, you know, what's next? You know, how are you going to support yourself? How long can you work? How are you going to help your family? And those are all the questions that were, were going through my head. Like, what am I going to do now? Because I don't know how this disease is going to affect me as my day-to-day -day goes on and trying to work. Um, this person said one thing and did another. Uh, and this is, was at the point where I, I mentioned it, you know, podcasts ago. But, you know, I, everybody wants to, uh, when you get diagnosed, they want you to talk to somebody. You know, all my brothers, uncles, sisters, friends, husband has MS. Uh, you should talk to them. Okay, let's talk. I remember this person. I'm talking to this person, and um, his issues were none of mine you know he talked about his fatigue but he talked about taking a, a nap for an hour during the day and feeling so much better and he could finish his day and he was working from home and on the computer and, and that this had nothing to do with me and that was not me or my disease i remember listening going well this isn't my disease like i i don't know what you know you're yeah, I don't know what you have. You know, I, I don't, I don't know how you're diagnosed, but it's not what I'm experiencing, and that's what goes back to MS is a, a very individual disease. Everybody's symptoms are different. Um, so, other people's reactions. Um, yeah, I guess people want to help. And I, I, I just want to say that my, um, my family was. Uh, I say my family. I. I my family, I talk about my wife, my kids, and my wife's family. Um, you know, I do have family. I do have um, some family left. You know, my mother and father are uh, still around. They're, they're not, um, you know, mom's in a nursing home, and dad takes goes down to see her every day, and he's very he's older. And, um, you know, my, my aunt's still around. But uh, I lost my brother. I don't have a, a lot my a lot of um, family support. You know, I have, I have nieces and nephews, and, and I love them to death. Uh, Nikki and Danny and Janine, my sister-in-law. Um, but it's just, it's just very different. But the support I got from my family uh, was tremendous. Um, sometimes friends, it's becomes difficult anyway as you get older. When you you um, you start to you get older, you have family. Uh, you have kids, so you lose touch with people. So that happens anyway. I think that when you have a disease like this, um, it's very difficult. You lose touch because you're just not out there as much. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they want people want to go out to dinner. They want to go have drinks. They want to go have a good time and, and go to shows and, and go experience life, which you should. And you just lose contact with people. So I, I don't want to um, blame it on MS, but I know it's it's worse when you have a disease. Um, so getting back to um, the original issue with other people's reactions and work, 
um, I do remember, you know, there was, I, I had a, uh, a, an associate I knew for years that I had another avenue of, of, you know, we, some type of networking thing where we were able to make money and he heard I had MS and he wanted to get together and, and talk. And, um, but the talk all revolved around, you know, me being involved in his networking thing and how this could be an avenue to make money. And I, I, I think, um, I really do think he was trying to help, but I remember just sitting there and, and I, I just, my concern was how am I going to, do I, what do I even know is going to happen in a year with me physically? Um, how, how am I going to survive? And this person's talking about me getting involved in a networking event and, and trying to learn something new. And, um, it just was, uh, bizarre. Um, it kind of brought me back to, uh, I, I lost my brother to cancer, uh, years ago. And, I remember him sitting down with me at lunch, probably probably about a month before he got diagnosed, telling me that he um, he got this. He was an attorney and he got this opportunity to uh, somebody offered him a, um, an opportunity to go teach a law class, and I was like, "By God, that's incredible! You know, you're gonna go do it." And he had no interest in doing it, and um, and, and a month later he got diagnosed with cancer, and I kind of felt the same thing when I was sitting down with this person you know, here here's here he is offering me an opportunity and I know maybe he thinks he's doing well by me but um I just had no I just couldn't put my wrap my arms around it or even my head around it I just was so consumed with you know what's my life going to be like in a year five years um I, I you know was was just struggling at that time so um Anyway, um, where do we, where do we go from here? Um, other people's reactions, you're going to see things change. Um, people aren't going to know what to say at times. That's okay. Uh, I don't know what to say half the time, but, um, people don't know what to say to you. It, it's just, you know, people are not, you know, I'm, I'm, it took me years of misdiagnosis um, and seeing my disease drastically progress and uh, faster than I, I wanted it to um, and affect me you know, cogn cognitively and physically and um, and I don't know how to react half the time. So other people's reactions when they uh, see me or they if they see me now, you know, I told you they probably are running uh, to get out of the way, but, uh, hearing that you've got diagnosed and that you're going through this, um, people don't, don't know what to say, uh, and you can't blame them. People just don't know what to say. What are you supposed to say? I mean, the people that love you and your, your family and friend, your true close friends will, will step up and, and be involved in your life no matter what. Um, other people don't. And other people disappear, and that's okay. So um, don't worry. You know, if you you'll expand your world, um, you can do that even with MS. You know, I've learned to do that. Uh, I've learned to open up my world to the MS community. 
I've made uh, many new friends that I'm, I'm able to uh, share my life with on a regular basis. And um, the ones that uh, can't be involved, I, I don't, you know, no hard feelings. Uh, when I love you, I'll, when I see you, I'll, I'll give you a hug and a handshake or whatever. And But uh, no big deal. Um, but yeah, you know, be okay with opening up your world. Uh, be okay with, you know, accepting people in your MS community. Um, you know, the, the people that you'll meet through, uh, you know, I've met people through social media, through this podcast, I'm getting comments from people in Belgium and South Africa and Australia and, uh, the, the UK. Um, and it's just unbelievable that, that I would ever have contact with somebody like that. And, uh, the thing we have in common, unfortunately, is we have MS, but, uh, it's okay. You know, that's a good reaction. I talk about other people's reactions. That's a good reaction. Um, I don't know. I think I'm done. <laughs> is that enough time? <laughs> yeah. All right. Episode seven is out. Done. <laughs>